Well, it is about that time for another powerful information packed episode on Ready, Set, Real Estate. Listen, y'all, <laughs> we are culminating a decade. And in this decade, I have the honor and privilege to say that I kicked off this wild idea of a show to educate the community. That show then a hundred plus episodes, I should say over 300, no, 500 episodes later. Um, we are now on radio podcasts everywhere. We now are brand and a company that educates the general population with real estate education. We train agents and we're doing amazing things. Remember, this show is a proud supporter of Real Estate 100 Youth Foundation, where we seek, teach, and empower eight youth ages 11 and up with real estate literacy. That's terms, concepts, and careers as an alternate pathway to success. And with that, I say, learn more. Listen, you don't have to wait for Giving Tuesday to donate and support. You can send your donations to realestate100youth.org. We accept donations year round. And if you want to just take it to the next level and really get some added real estate gems is what I like to say from the show, join as a law supporter for just 10 bucks a month, easily 10 bucks a month. Um, for those of you who are locked in at the five bucks a month, you're locked in as long as you continue to be a member. Um, the calendar for the events will be released and I'm excited about that. I'm so excited. So today I have a very special guest and I'm, I'm really excited about this because it's not an area that I'm familiar with and you know how I, I don't need to be, you know, Jane of many master of none. I stay in my lane, but I do know today's topic is very closely related to real estate. And a lot of you have asked me about this game, the vending business game. And I feel like I brought the man of, of the hour, the man who's been doing it himself. And um, shout out to this king here, Kashif Edwards, who is business owner, entrepreneur of the vending biz. Um, without further ado, Kashif, welcome, welcome to the show. How are you, brother? <laughs> oh, let me let me do that again. I'll mute you. All right. How are you? <laughs> I'm, I'm doing good. How are you doing? Oh, fantastic. So let me just let me just um get this are in Philly, right? Yeah, yeah. We're I'm located in Philadelphia. All right. So, and I, I had to ask because, you know, my guy, Anthony, he's out in Philly. I got a lot of love out in Philly and I just, um, it just kind of worked out that way when, uh, I was, I was trolling. Is that a bad thing? Like it is a bad thing, right? I mean, I don't know how I, I honestly can't remember how I was searching and came across your page. I was so impressed and I was so happy to just see you really sharing information to just really put people on. Like there are very few people that do that. So share with us a bit about how you got into the vending biz uh, game. What is vending machines? First of all, let's down basics. 
what are vending machines for somebody who's listening on the show and they're like okay lisa's talking about vending machines what you know i don't know because again our audiences are reached from anywhere from you know 14 years old and up and i think you just posted like a young kid who has a vending yeah, machine right he was, he was actually eight years old the kid what? Was eight. yeah he was eight but vend vending machines could are anything that um that vends a product it like so the standard uh you know traditional machines that we all are familiar with are the machines that we you put uh cash in you put currency in and then a snack or a beverage comes out mm -hmm. like that's a traditional way you know that we use the vending machines but there are also other ways you could use usually use them for hair um makeup other any any type of product people have water um machines you could do some machines have uh dispense air like for like, like a dryer type of thing wow. so there, there are many different kinds of vending machines uh out there i always encourage people to think outside the box um you know create your own niche and it will kind of help you grow faster yes. although i only really use traditional machines myself okay. but you know I, I think you know the creative ones i see a lot of the times are are really good and you know could like could make a lot of money so so you which the you just shared you opened up and you said um hair and i was like huh so i i didn't really think about that i've seen some creative ones i haven't seen the hair one so what you know like the tracks maybe or or yeah so i'm not too i'm not gonna say tracks i, I don't know how to you know right me neither hair, I, ain't got no hair. I, know, I, I know it's weave i know okay. that so I know it's, people have weave machines whatever those those bundles or whatever that is oh, right the bundle the bundle yeah, they have those in there and then you know you put the cash in and, and it dispenses that product wow look at that and you know what you know we as a people of color we are highly very creative i think <laughs> so we could come up with pretty much anything to sell out of a machine uh so yeah um what have you found and i want to jump into the you know you said as young as eight years old but for you um what's been your background how long have you been in the in the business and i know you have an ebook and, and you have a course and just um i think you offered i don't know if you're still doing that i saw you were doing mentorship so i want to touch on all that but ju just give us like you know how you just jumped into this game like what was your minimum investment your first machine and tell us you know maybe some some bumps along the way that you learned it was like yeah i'm not gonna do that again <laughs> yeah so basically um a little bit of my background is I, I played uh basketball coming okay. up. I was a division one athlete, I was one of the top like players in my area. So I spent a lot of times in gyms, like you know, during my younger ages. So, you know, and during yes. my times in those gyms, I you know, they always had vending machines in them. So, right. you know, I was always kind of a young entrepreneur. I, I used to sell like waters and candy and different things like that. Um, you know, just growing up. So I always watch whenever they service the machines, and I will always see them pull a lot of money out of the machine. So I was just wondering, like, how much money is in there? And then I was always, you know, see people come back and forth and use the machines and use the machines. In the back of my mind, you know, at, after a few years of seeing that, I always thought, like, I want one of those machines. Like, so, and then as, as I got older, uh, I graduated, um, I went to Niagara University. Uh -huh. And I went to um, Northeastern University, which is in, in Boston. Um, so I got done with school, uh, started working. And it's just like, all right, well, you know, I'll need extra money. So yeah. I started actually using um, 
I was looking for something passive. I really wasn't trying to get out of my job at that point. I just wanted something uh, extra on the side, but that I I didn't have to do like overtime and all that type right. of stuff. So I, I, I invested in uh, gumball machines. Okay. So the machines that you see, you put a quarter in, you yeah. turn it, and the candy comes out. So I started off with four of those. Um, I brought four of those for around, I think it was like $80 or something like that. Wow. Um, and then I placed them. I placed one in the recreation center. I had one in the barbershop. Um, and I don't remember what the other one was in like a department store and, and somewhere else. I think it was like a furniture store. But um, so I placed those. Those did well. I took that money, reinvested, brought some more. And I did it up until I had 20 machines, 20 of those little gumball machines. Okay, so, hold on. Time out, time out. Because you touched on so much right now, especially because people know what we do on this platform. Um, I do have a daily show called Shifter Thinking that we run and we talk about personal development. You said something so huge that I, I, I wanted to patiently wait to to extrapolate this out extract this you said something very key you said as i was playing basketball some you clearly love doing you said i saw the machine i wonder how much money is in there <laughs> right so the, this concept of it started with this idea this thought one the second thing you said you declared you you declared to self I want one of those machines. And for those of you who are listening, I, I, again, I cannot, oh man, I just cannot express how, how that is so important. I, when I opened the show, you guys heard me say, this show was a wild idea for me. And I'm like, hundreds of episodes later, it's now a brand, it's a company, it's a business that I operate and I run. And you hear this brother say the same thing. Like I had this idea, and not, and I'm sure, like you said, you weren't looking to retire your job or replace your income. You said, I'm just looking for something extra. I need some money. Right. Oh, four machine, four gumball. This is going to be the best story of the year already. I feel it like this is the best way to go out. Four gumball machines, the 20 machines. Okay. I'm All listening. Right. I'm ready. Go for it. <laughs> All right. So, so at that point, like, so the gumball machines really only averaged around like, a good a good spot was like fifty dollars uh location like for a month but it was like extremely passive so yeah at that when i had this when i had the um the machines that a month i probably was bringing in around a thousand dollars but i really only had to do only thing i really had to do was go put the candy in the machine and pick up the money at the end of the month so once a month i just did that right so but wow. the guy i was one of the guys i was buying the machines from was like hey why don't you just you? Why don't you just um, buy vending machines? Mm. And you know that's when it came back up in my mind because at the first time I, I thought about that, I was only like sixteen, you know, fifteen, something like that. When I was in high school, so when he said that, I was like, yeah, you know, maybe I should. So he had a vending machine for sale for like a thousand dollars. He said he'll give it to me for nine hundred. So I was like, all right, if I can find a place to put it, I'll get one. Right. Um, so I ended up finding a, a, a motel. Um, which was like a, which is a real bad, like it was a dangerous spot. Okay. It was known to be a dangerous spot, but I was kind of from that neighborhood. So I was yeah. kind of comfortable in the spot. Um, As so, most of us are. <laughs> right. So I, I went here and I, and I did, I talked to them and I got, I got them to okay the machine to be in there. Nice. All right. So at that point I put that machine 
in that um in that place. Now, what made this place good, um, you know, which I didn't know at that time, I just was kind of winging it. It made it, it made this place good because it was always super busy. It was a lot of people in and out of the place. Mm. It was isolated. There was no other stores and stuff around there. Wow. Um, and it was always open because it's you know they don't have any hours as a motel. Like it's twenty four seven. Right. Right. So it made it a, a ideal spot for a machine. So when I put it in there, um, like the first week I might have only did like twenty five dollars, but after every week it just increased, 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 and to the point. By the time I got to like my second month, I was making about six hundred dollars that that month wow. for that machine. So, <laughs> which was you know, which was great because with the with the other little candy dispensers, uh, it took me a month to get a thousand dollars from twenty up. So, so you were still so you still doing gumball machines, and now you added the traditional snack machine, right? Right, it was a soda machine, yeah. Oh, okay, soda. Well, I, I added the traditional soda machine. Um, and then once I seen that six hundred come back, I was like, all right, I'm going with this. Like, so I sold my my gumball route, <laughs> and I brought another. I brought another uh vending machine. I brought a snack machine. I put it in the same place. Right, and then that machine did the same thing. Um, talked to some more people. I got and I got I got I got okay to put the machines into a a, a school, so I put oh. two machines in the high school, and then you know so on and so forth. I, I repeated that process. That's the same exact thing I did with the gumball machine. So I reinvested, brought more and more, you know, until I got it to where I'm at today. So that's, that's so. It. It, and so let's talk about this in terms of. Did it require you to take some finance class to learn how to reinvest the money? No, but I no. knew, I just knew like, you know, if I if I took the money and, and spent it, then it's like, all right, it's gonna take me forever to, to I know if I reinvest it, I can make more money. Like there based on what I was seeing, you know, my return was. I was like, all right, if I take this, I can get more, you know, from my experience with the other, you know, with the other little machines, I just kind of know that was the best way to go about it. Right. And so were you keep, are you keeping, were you keeping track then? And, uh oh, looks like we lost him. We'll wait till you come. Are you there? I'm sorry. It's a phone call. <laughs> oh, well, Hold on. I, can so, you see me? Yeah, I can see you. Hold on. I can't, I can't hear you. Uh oh, you might need to reset. So Kashif may be able to make, might have to reset. Um, I'll ask him to reset. I, I still can't hear you if you're talking. Yeah. Let's see if he'll uh, reset. So um, let me ask him to reset, you guys. Log back in. I'm going to ask him to log back in because he can't hear me. But this was I getting here. Uh, reset. Oh, reset? Yeah. Yeah, we'll, we'll have them come back shortly. All right, so we're on. Thank you guys for tuning in live. This is the thing when we do live, so bear with us. Um, he was getting a phone call. We're on with guest Kashif Edwards. He is the owner and, I mean, just a trending influencer right now in the vending machine world. And so if you want to learn more, check out the link below in the caption link, his link tree. You can definitely um, follow him on Instagram. He's on at the underscore vending underscore biz. That's B-I-Z-Z. -Z. And so, oh, I've got him back. Let me bring him back in. Okay, can you hear me? Yeah, I can hear you now. 
Okay, great. Yeah, it's sometimes I, I've noticed like if you get a call or something like that, it'll like kick it off. So um, you said no. So I was, as I was saying, you guys were on with the chief. He is in the vending machine business and what a great way. Listen, I'm excited. This is a great way to just kind of wrap up um, 2019 as a lot of you guys have been asking, like, how do I get in a real estate game? How do I make extra money? Listen, this brother's doing, he's in real estate. He's making extra money and it's not taking a very large investment. Um, we just started out with his story where he started with gumball machines, went from four gumball machines to 20 gumball machines where it was cash flowing. He said a thousand dollars. You put the, put the gum in and you went and picked up money. That, <laughs> I, I can't wait to share with this story with my son. My son is eight years old and he's always painting every single gumball machine. He's like, mom, I mean, the, from the little toy to the gum. I mean, and it's, it's funny because it's the smallest things, right? <laughs> you got to know your market. So I wanted to ask you this. When you started, were you tracking your inventory? No, no, no okay. I wasn't. I was more so just um, when I started, I was just more so just doing it just like I said, just for the income. So I really didn't track inventory. I didn't even really track um you know, exactly my sales at that point. I just would count the money, but you know, the yeah. actual money I take out the machine is different than the actual sales because your sales will be higher than the money you take from the machine because of the coins and whatnot. A lot of the coins stay in the machine, like in the actual coin mechanism. Okay. Things like that. So it didn't, it, not until later on when I actually started to track everything. Once I started growing, I started, you know, keeping track and Right. So I wanted to, I want to ask you that so people can really understand this process. At what point did you feel there was growth that you said, look, I now need to have a spreadsheet? Like where, at what, what point was that for you? When it became too much. So when, <laughs> okay, it, became, that was too much. when it became too much, I was like, oh, I got to get more organized here. Because it was okay. like stuff just started, like the money was like confusing. And then oh. like the, the products, I, I had to figure out a, a better way to streamline it, so to speak. Mm. Because, you know, it's... It's, it could be time consuming if it's not because you'll have to keep running back and forth to the store to get more products to get this and get that versus if you know exactly what uh your your route when i say route you know your machines the products in your machines if you know what it requires already you can get all that stuff in one in one go versus if you don't really know what you need for that month you're going to have to keep going back and forth and back and forth i don't know so I, something just came to me and I don't know if you're doing like you have an entire curriculum and program. Like I feel like we need to do something because you can, this is this right here. What you're talking about is what we call steam, right? So the science, um, what is it? The science tech, um, the engineering, the arts and the mathematics and kids, this would change a child's life if you knew this at 16, right? Like right. you imagine like you would know inventory, how to operate, how to streamline. This could really change someone's life. And I'm just, re listen, I I just really feel um, just honored and I, I'm just supporting you. So we'll talk more offline to build. It just came to me because you just talked about so much right now. And I'm thinking about our youth who are always thinking about ways to make money. And this is an ideal way for them to 
fundraise and help somebody, you know, invest in them, buy a machine and give them something to do, like learn their route, right? This is the right. paperboard route turned vending machine route. Right, exactly. I love exactly. it. I love this. Okay, so you said when it got too much, you learned how to streamline. Now, talk to us about the responsibility you had. So these are your machines. Mm -hmm. Did you have, you know, your technician or were you the technician? Are you the technician? Um, so in the beginning, I had, um, so one thing I, I, I teach like in the course and just talking about on my page um, is if you're going to go and do this to grow a business, yeah, I, I recommend getting your machines from a consistent source. So I use a vending machine warehouse. They uh, have tons of machines in there. I use probably about two or three of them. Um, and when you use those, you can always go back to them and say, hey, this is happening with the machine. Okay. What do you think is wrong with it? Got it. So they could talk you through fixing it or they could send somebody out to fix it for you. You have to pay them. Or, you know, they have different resources as far as parts. Whereas if you're just looking for a quick side hustle, you could just get one offline for, you know, a few hundred dollars. Um, when I first started, I would call um, I would call the person I got the machine from and ask them. And I would watch what they did. And then that next time that problem occurred, now I could do it myself. So it was over time, I just learned how to fix them just from watching the other people fix them. And for the most part, it's always the same uh, thing. So it's not really, it's on, a, a vending machine is not really complicated in terms of operation. Like it's only going to accept dollars, accept coins, and then dispense products. And then on the bottom, and then for the for the actual soda machines, it's going to, um, you know, it has a compressor at the bottom, which is the only difference. So the compressor is a whole different ball game but for the most part it's not it's not too complicated right right it doesn't sound complicated either like i get it right it it, it there's the in the out and the mechanism and i don't want to oversimplify it so so what i'm hearing is something that you know there's low investment initial investment and then of course um the investment on the inventory depending on what product people are choosing and then understanding how long that inventory is going to last in that on that route, right? Right. Right. So that's, that's the thing. here's the question: So, when the machine runs out, are the the people at the location calling you saying you snatched her out? Are you going out, or how how does that work? Um, hold on, hold on one second, okay? Go for it. Mm -hmm. One quick second. We are on with Kashif Edwards. He's our guest today. We are talking about vending machines. And I'm so I'm happy that he opened up some time. We are broadcasting live Eastern time. And, um, you know, so it's early, very early Western, you know, uh, over here on uh, the Pacific Coast time. Uh, but I wanted to make sure we caught him in his day so he can um, share with us and drop some gems. Go for it. Are you you're good? Yeah, I'm back. Um, okay. So the well, it was that question one more time. I'm sorry. So yeah. So yeah. When the machines are low on inventory, or you okay. run out, are people calling or are you checking? No. So I'm checking. So now okay. it gets better with technology, but for the most part, oh. if it's low, um, what I do is I go once a week. I go once a week to my locations to see what they need, and that's and that's how I uh, I keep up with it. 
Now, um, when you have card readers and whatnot, the card mm -hmm. readers can actually send you a report of what you're missing out of the machine. So it would tell you before you, you know, before you even leave the house, it's going to tell you what you what you're missing out of the machine, so you can know. Wow. What All right. So, I like, so the card reader is built in, and of course, it's counting. You know, every time somebody's paying, it's count. It's counting. Right. And it's so counting, it's counting what it dispenses. So tell me about the card reader. So is this something that comes with the machine? You you have to invest and put it in. It's built in. Talk, talk to us about that because I think that's, that's the, again. I just said it is steam. This whole technology is yeah. the engineering part. Go ahead. So card readers. So you can have an older machine and have a card reader installed on it. The newer machines are actually made uh, to accept mm -hmm. the card readers. Now card readers are usually their additional costs. They're sold separately from the machines. Okay. Unless if you, if you get a machine that was already equipped with one. You know they'll just include the cost onto it, but you know they manufacturing wise they don't come with the car readers on there. Got the it. Car readers are, are a separate company. Okay, so and then <clears throat> is it something like you subscribing in terms of getting the card reader? It's just that one time you pay for it one time and it's that's how it's set up for you, or you said so it. They, they they have different programs. Um, okay. I, I buy mine. I, I think just to get it over with. Right. But you can also uh, rent them. So you can rent a card reader too, okay. and then you just pay monthly until you until you're done using it. But I think it's actually it's best to buy it if you can flat out buy it. They only it, it costs around four hundred dollars um, okay. to buy a card reader, and then it comes with the um, software. You would have to upgrade the software for it to give you the reports back. And you, again, I'm just going to keep asking: Did you have to go to school to learn how to read the software and the card reader? Because I, I want people to realize you can get in this and learn this stuff like you have you're learning how to do it. I mean, right. <laughs> I think that's what stops a lot of people from doing a lot, like not even just with the vending machines. It's just like mm -hmm. they're scared of what they don't know. It's, mm -hmm. it's like they stop themselves. So I just focus on, you know, learning new stuff. I, I like learning new stuff. So and I'm a good learner. So I didn't go to school for any of this stuff. I didn't go to school for the mess to learn how to fix the machines or for programming, anything like that. I just watched other people do it worst case scenario i'll go on youtube and find anything so there it is youtube right, you university know, which is where we are if somebody's gonna be watching this and hearing the questions i ask because i'm totally green so the questions i'm asking is because i have no clue how this works so i want to know like okay does it come with a card reader do i have to license it do i have to you know you just said randy go ahead that's that's a really good question. I mean, and honestly, that that kind of what what happened with the page was um the that vending machine page on Instagram is I had a friend. I actually I tried to make that page before, but I really didn't know what to put on it because yeah. in my mind it was just like it's something I've been doing. So it's like right. simple, like you buy the machine, you place it. Like, but I had a friend who moved um who had some money he wanted to invest and he wanted to move here um and start a vending machine business. You know, like I was doing. Right. So he moved down, and then from the stuff that he was asking, it, it kind of helped me build my content of right. what I actually put on the page. Like that's yeah. just all the stuff that he was asking, and the, and the questions that he was asking. So I just figured, all right, well, these are probably the questions that people want to know because I will always get people coming up to me asking me how how did you start, you know, the business, or how do you do this, or how do you do that. So you know, I just thought it'd be good to put it out there, and then it's kind of it kind of grew like really fast. So. Yeah, it's grown very fast. You're pretty popular over there on IG. And um, I mean, I just, I, 
again, let me and let me say this. I want to say this publicly because this brother, I said to him, and I qualify this with all my guests. So I invite people on and I say, hey, you know, you know, we'll we'll talk about what you do. We'll sh you know share as much as you're willing to share. Of course, I'm not. I don't expect you to give all your information away. And this brother said to me, he said, I don't mind sharing or giving it away. He said it's it's all out there. Um, and I appreciate people like that. So I just want to say thank you for saying that um, because there are there aren't a lot of people that are willing to share. <laughs> yeah, I, I know, I know, it's crazy, and it's, it's not it's not even like helping somebody out will will help will hurt you necessarily. Like you know, exactly, we get shine together. Like I had one guy inbox me like, it was somebody I went to high school with. You know, he's and he does like he does real estate actually. He, he, okay, he's in the flipping houses. He was like, hey, man, teach me your secrets and I'll teach you mine. I'm like, I don't really have secrets. Like, if people ask me how to do something, I, I, you know, I'll tell them how to do it. You know, it's just, you know, I'll put the information out there. I know when I, but when I sell my products and that type of thing, it's just packaged together neatly for people, you know, to make it easier for them to find. That's to make it easier. Absolutely. Yeah. And so I wanted to ask, so let's jump into, um, you, you talked about the motel and the location and, and the traffic. Let's expand on location because I think this is exact. This is real estate. What you talked about, you described how we invest and identify the best properties. Now, do the people who you negotiate installing or placing a machine know how to charge you based on their location? Did that make sense? Like, for example, I know for a house in a certain area. You know, it's it's local. It's so local to the market center. It's close to transportation. That property is going to end up costing me more than a, than a property that's further out. Right. Is it the same for you know someone who holds a location and you want to put your machine there? Are they saying yeah. do they do they care? Do they know? Does it matter to them? I understand what you're saying. <laughs> it, it doesn't. It, it it doesn't matter in that sense because. What matters is that it's, when it comes to actual like the, the commission and that type of thing. Okay. What matters, what matters is the size usually. From my experience, from my experience, what matters is the size of that the, the size of that company. So okay. when I'm dealing with like larger companies, um, I think like the biggest company I have is um, it's like a research. It's, it's, it's a place that researches like uh, some type of blood or disease or whatever. I'm not. I'm not. Even so a lab, uh, maybe a lab. Yeah, it's like a large lab. Like, but it's okay. A big building. Okay. So places like that, they they tend to they just want your service. They don't mm -hmm. really care like uh, they, don't, they don't really ask for commission. They just want quality service for their employees. Mm. Whereas if you're dealing with a smaller location, I might be dealing with like a, a rec center or something like that. Right. They will want a commission because they're probably more so looking for different income sources and funding for whatever programs that they have going on in that you know. And that establishment, but the bigger the company, they don't really care about commission. It's only really the smaller places that ask for commission. Got it. And another side note to that is the trick to avoiding commission. And from my experience, is if they contact you, if you set your business up in a way where they find you, mm. they don't ask for commission because they just want the service. Got it. Okay. Versus if you versus if you go if you go to them and say, hey, can I get a put a machine in here? And they like, all right, well, what, what do we got? What do we get out of letting you put a machine in here? And then that's when you, you know, we say we'll get you a commission. Got it, got it. And so, what do the commissions range? Um, what, what is there? 
I'm saying range. I don't want to say average because I'm in an industry where commissions are negotiable. (laughs) So what have you seen? You know, the lowest I've seen is 5%. The highest I've seen is 20. Um, I stick around 10%. I don't like going past 10% commission. If it's like, I know myself personally haven't gone past 10, but I know um, a bigger company that I work with, they get like hospitals and that type of stuff. Um, and they pay those places 20%, but that's, that's like, that's, that's really worth it. Cause if you get a hospital, especially a major hospital, you'll make a, a, a really large amount of money. So paying them 20% is, you know, it's, it's worth that. Wow. So, I mean, this is, so now let's talk about presentation. Um, because now you're talking about from recs to hospitals to lab companies. I mean, <laughs> How do you um, present that so that a large company, you know, people may want to go for the big business and, you know, but it's okay. Listen, y'all, it's okay to start small. You can start with a lot of small mom and pop places. We all need snacks in our products as well. Like you said, services. Um, Is there a a difference in, in presentation or proposal that would attract a larger company to accept you into installing the machine? That's a very good question. Yes, it is. So the main difference is what I call your presence. Like, so your, your mm-hmm. actual social presence, like not, not the actual meeting with them, but like, mm-hmm. so if you have a professional website, ah. I have an answering service that I use. It's, it's through a, a company called Grasshopper. Okay. And it only, you know, so when they call it, you know, it's not, it doesn't go straight to my phone. It goes to my answering service. And then they have an option of, you know, of what else, whatever service they need, if they're looking for a vending machine, if they're looking for sales or something, whatever it is, it gives them that option. And it all comes to my cell phone. It just comes in different ways. I love um, that. Listen, y'all, see, we got to so use my, technology. So my phone tell me like what they're looking for and it's going to tell me it's, it's a business call. Yo, so, you know, this, this presenting yourself in a certain way helps you get those locations. Now, mm. with the bigger locations, all they really do is they're going to, when they need service, they're just going to Google search. You know, they're going to go on Google, uh, vending machine service, Philadelphia. And then those ones who are actually popping up at the top, they're just going to click on one of those and pick up the phone, call. So if you can make it at, like, my, like when you Google search vending machines and Philadelphia vending machine service, Miles is that was one of the ones at the top. Mm. So you just click, and somebody clicks on that and calls, you know, boom, that's, that's, a, that's a, usually a bigger a bigger spot. So, you know, this, and then when they call, they actually get the event, they get the serve, they get the, uh, the answer and service and everything. So it's real professional versus if it was, versus if you didn't have a website and you were just going there and using your regular cell phone number and you might be answering, you don't know it's a business call or that type of thing. Like, you know, it just, it just comes off more professional when it helps you learn, helps you land those bigger locations. Listen, that was a gem right there. You guys presence. Presence is everything, how you are presenting, how you do your proposal, presentations. This is so key. Um, and, and do you share that? You Do you have templates that you offer in terms yeah. of your course and, you know, how to get that, how to get the site or where to go? And like you just shared with us. Yeah. So I actually do. I sell the um, I, I have a website service for, you know, people who want, who want this site. I'll just Ooh. put them through the, the actual people that I use to build mines. Perfect. Um, and then we also sell like the, the contracts we use, the, the actual business proposals. So 
No, the hard part is getting your foot in the door. Once you get in there, you know, it's, it's easier. Um, you just come in there, you prepare, you dress, you know, you dress professionally. If you don't have your logo, you know, a shirt with your logo and everything on it yet, just make sure you wear something, you know, a professional attire. Um, and come with your business proposal in hand and make sure you know all of your numbers and know what you're looking for from the location. So I do sell the things to help you do that. It's a it's an assessment sheet. Mm -hmm. uh, and that basically you check off the things that you're looking for from that spot. You want to make sure the machine is in the right place. You know, it's enough staff, it's enough foot traffic, you know, that type of thing. Um, and then we have our proposal, which that's for the actual um, person you're meeting with. And it's just a, a binder with the products you offer, the prices of the products, and a little bit about yourself and the company. So that's that's so awesome. That's a lot of value, you guys. Um, I'm actually getting his link right now so I can drop it in the comments. That, that way you have it. If you catch this on the replay, go ahead and hashtag replay so we know you're tuning in and, and just getting getting this, this information. So he does have a link tree with turn, tons of options. Um, and I think that's great. So I wanted to ask you, and I think that's great. Someone who's not feeling so confident do you offer, you know, that extra support or consulting to actually show up with someone on an appointment? Uh, yes. Yeah, so I actually, it's something new that I'm doing. I'm doing a mentor service. I have, I have five mentees right now. Um, of course you do. Listen, you have a lot more. <laughs> yeah, I could have more. I'm only accepting five though. I'm oh. testing it out, you know, seeing how it goes. Um, so I have five mentees signed up. And I'm going to be helping them get, you know, get that business started. I also do have, um, you know, if somebody wants to do a call, like I get, I get a lot of people that call me, you know, all the time about ask, trying to ask about the different, uh, you know, the vending, the vending uh, questions or whatnot. But I don't really do the phone call thing, if you know. Mm -hmm. But if you do want to schedule a call with me, I do have that on my site. Um, it's a paid service, so you know, I do that sometimes. But for the most part, you know, a lot of the information is online. But for people who actually want to be walked through that process, I do have those services as well. Good, and and I that comes natural, and I say that because I know where you, when you know how to do something, and you said that, which is why I, it's the same reason I do my show. My industry, the real estate industry, takes for granted what we do and what we know. We think people know the language, what we do, and so when we're like sitting with people and consulting, we think like, yo, yeah, oh yeah, this, Wire the money, you know, the contract, da, 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 da. And same with you. You're like, I do this all the time and not realizing people are like, well, wait, where do I get the machine from? <laughs> you know, what do I do when it's broken? How do I know when it's going to run out? So we talked about commissions. We talked about card readers. We talked about presentations. We talk about locations, you guys, small and large. Um, Kashif, this brother right here, I think is, is a, is a, just a blessing and a resource. And for those of you who are looking, you know, and I know he said he's only got five right now. He's taking five at a time. I get it. Cause I'm the same way. I have a wait list for my program as well, because otherwise you burn out and then other things start to, you know, falter and he's still running a business. So, and a family. So <laughs> yeah, that part. A family and how old is your son? I saw I saw a post. Do you have just one son or do you? Have, um... I, have, I have two sons and a daughter. Got it. Got it. I have, um, I have a, a, a three year old, a thirteen year old, and an eight year old. So my my youngest son is three. 
um, my daughter is eight and my oldest son is 13. Got it. And I, I brought that up because I saw you, you're like me, you know, I, getting the kids early in the game, teach them early, let them understand what we do. Um, what do they, what, what do your sons think about what you do? Are they like, this is pretty cool. Like dad, can we get those sodas? You know, are they trying to get your snacks? <laughs> oh man. Yeah. They, I got a lot of snacks up. They, they'll, they'll try to get those snacks. When I first started doing the business and I, I found a lot of stuff missing. So when you talk about inventory, that was, that was the thing. So, um, I, I lock it all up now. He can't get to it. And I have, a, I have, we just actually recently got a warehouse. So I put some of the stuff in the warehouse. Um, Wow. Yeah, so they definitely um I, I teach them as much as possible. I just want them to learn, you know, entrepreneurship. I want them to learn um just how money works and, and that type of thing. I don't feel like they get that out of school. I know I personally didn't. I didn't even know what credit was until like after college and all that type of stuff. So I teach I, I teach them those things and it took me a while to learn early on so they can be in a better position, you know, when they get Absolutely. my shit. Um, Absolutely. Their mom, their mom actually has a um her own business as well that's really doing good so they pretty much help both of us um you know between the two of us she sells uh natural uh organic like beer products and beer products right in, in general um so they kind of go back and forth my daughter has a real entrepreneurial spirit i, I know she's going to do something with with that she she's asking me to start her own uh product line as well so i'll probably help her with that this summer that is like amazing that. going that is amazing. I I feel like um, we've covered on a good amount. And depending on the questions, I mean, there are, there were some people that already like when I shared it last night, reached out and was like, hey, when is this? When is he coming on? And so I'm sure you'll have some people to check out your 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 links. And, um, you know, we we definitely want to support you in any way we can. Listen, you guys check out check him out on Instagram at the underscore vending underscore biz that's b-i-z-z -Z. that's two z's um and he's got a link tree link in his bio that offers um ways to subscribe to get the ebook get get his mastermind class and just learn learn the world of the vending business game and um kashif i want to as we get ready to wrap up it's been really fun and and i just really i i appreciate your humble spirit you just seem like a real cool guy man and um i i just i just really want to say I, I i want so much success for you i want your business to grow so much that all you have to do is consulting and not touch not one machine again <laughs> thanks bro. i really appreciate it Absolutely. So with that being said, what are your um, share with us some last uh, gems or remarks for the people who are uh, thinking? I know when some people when some people get really excited and they want to move forward with this, the first mm -hmm. thing they do is they go out and buy a machine. Don't do that. So <laughs> now every location has a, a different need. So you might buy the wrong machine. They might already have a sack machine that right already has a soda machine. So you might, you know, be wasting your money. Mm. Another thing is every machine doesn't fit in every spot. We have large locations that have small doorways that we have to put small machines in. So it's always best to get your paperwork in order, find the location first, and then go out and buy the machine. Um, and then the last thing I would just, you know, a piece of, you know, I guess, uh positivity i'll throw out there is this you know don't don't worry about failure you know you only got to be right once you know just, just get it right one time and, and you're good so you know just take that chance 
I love that one. I'm a, listen. I'm thank you for that. I received that too. You only have to get it right once. Listen, y'all, this has been really fun. Kashif, thank you for coming on the show. Um, we'll definitely stay in contact because I think there's so much more opportunities in terms of speaking, consulting, and just reaching out to the youth community. That's a great opportunity for you to expand, um, you know, expand your business in terms of, you know, consulting and being an expert because it's such a rarity right now um, to even think of the vending machine as something that fits in the steam theme um, movement. And it's such a movement. It's a, it's a million dollar, if not a billion dollar industry right now, um, as that continues to grow. And this, something like this needs to, to definitely get connected with some of the communities. And you already have the expertise, the experience, you already created, pro, you know, books and masterclass. Um, and it's just you having now just a different audience that you say, hey, can I come in and talk to the youth? And get you get, get your class in there <laughs> mm -hmm. all right with that being said you guys make sure you subscribe to the show let someone know what we're doing tag share repost and let us know what you think about today's episode if there were any gems that were dropped today that you know you could actually use um in your business i ask you to let kashif know let him know and make sure you follow him um, on Instagram at the vending underscore uh, the underscore vending underscore biz. And remember to support our nonprofit real estate 100 youth foundation. All right, you guys, we are out.